I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Is It Just Me, the podcast where we dissect all sorts of nonsense and treat it with the importance that we think it deserves. I'm Joe Eldon, and I'm here with James William, the co-host of Is It Just Me? Say hi. Hello, Joe Eldon. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm all right. Living my best tier four life. <laughs> well, exactly. And do you know what? I have yeah. to say, recording this episode with our friend and uh, former, well, our friend and fellow journalist, Kate Thornton, and TV presenter and broadcaster, did cheer me up because obviously it's a bit of a dreary Monday when we recorded it. But seeing you both really brought some joy into much needed joy into my day. And we definitely hope that we bring some joy to your lives listening to this today. We dissected all sorts of incredibly important issues like the very divisive issue of raisins in salads. I want to hear all of your views on that. And just apologies in advance. We're all in southeast London and I think there just seem to be some uh, sort of like overhanging internet gremlins going on so if we all go a bit dalek at points we are super sorry but our our fabulous producer joel will do his best to sort that out for us yes enjoy the episode thanks for listening hi kate thornton joe elvin as i live and breathe i know are you living are you breathing we're none of us are living are we we're, we're breathing but not living yeah Oh, no, no, as as I exist and breathe is probably a more apt description because I think we're yeah. all doing that at the moment. It's rubbish, it, it's so silly is that the three of us are all neighbours and it, here we are in our separate rooms zooming in to say hi. And do you know what's weird now? I think, I don't know if you two are the same. Is it just me? Um, but now when I, and I've noticed this at the end of the first lockdown, um, now, when I see people after 15 minutes, I get nervy and I stop, run, I run out of things to say. And I could talk forever normally. Yeah, no, that and, you, you hey, have things to say has never happened in the history <laughs> of ever. Yeah. It's like COVID's taken my superpower of speech. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. hopefully, you're going to be full of chat today, Kate. Oh, God, I'm not, I'm full of chat. Weirdly, on screens, fine. When you see people, that's what I'm talking about. It becomes a bit like otherworldly, uh, isn't it? Strange how quickly new behaviours become like regular behaviours. Oh, I know. I, I, I really. Can't... But anyway, really are you well? Are well, you both right? Are you and your family now, good. They are. They are. We're not going to spend Christmas with them, obviously, because we are all all three of us here. T for us, tier for us. Um, so I was just chatting to James before he came on, Joe. All my meats in Cheltenham. Oh. <laughs> um, so we're going to have a vegan Christmas by the looks of it, me and Ben. Um, uh, made up of things from the freezer because my mother was yeah. doing all the shopping. Um, I think we're going to have mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, why not? It's yeah, not. I mean, you there's don't only have three of us. Yeah. Just do a roast at the most. Yeah. What about you, James? Well, I think all all rules are off the table, right? I think now you just do whatever you want to do just to get through 
well, I mean, it's not even a few days, it's, it's a day, right? And I mean, it, it just feels like it's just a normal week now. I hate to say, I feel like the few, um, the tiny amount of Christmas spirits I had have pretty much evaporated. It just feels a bit Oh, like, no. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, I think it's I think it's just, you know, getting used to it. I'm sure come the day itself, I'll be, you know, right as rain. But um, but I've still got the whole turkey coming. So it's <laughs> me and my dog are going to be very happy. Oh, God, are you literally going to be on your own on Christmas Day? No, no, thank you. I've, I'm, I'm allowed my support bubbles. I've still got the two people who are going to come for Christmas lunch are coming. So I'm not on my own. So I'm, I'm Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, I think it's just, as, as I was saying to Kate before you come on, Joe, it, it just feels a bit in a way, why after such a god-awful year, did we think Christmas was suddenly going to be nice this year? In a weird way, it feels quite fitting that the worst year has ended with, ended with the worst Christmas, you know? I know we do this is cheering me up already actually I'll be honest I was a bit like I've really woken up today with like weirdly I think it's I've got a delayed reaction from the news sort of seeping through and today I well, woke up with a, like oh. the, the day that we're recording this is the shortest day of the year so it's going to get dark earlier <laughs> but then tomorrow there'll be a little bit more light in the day Totally. I went out yesterday and walked. I walked for two hours and did 13,000 steps. And I left the house with the most negative head. And I just thought, like, well, this is not going to help. Right. So I've got to walk it out and have a word with myself. We have a vaccine. I really hope that this is the worst and that, that what lies ahead is better days, even if they're just marginally the better day by day. Yeah. And that's what we've got to hold on to. We have to. Otherwise, yeah. um, well, you know, otherwise what? Party, pity party for one. And have you been busy? You what, darling? Have you been busy? Do you know what? I really have. And, it, and that's kind of the most embarrassing that because I'm so mindful of people that are losing work at the moment, losing their jobs. Um, but my sanity has been work. So I, I've been podcasting throughout this um, with White Wine Quest and Time. I've been making TV shows from the house. Um, I've been designing jewellery from the house and doing, uh, I mean, yeah, so I've managed to keep my plates spinning. And I mean, you could ask my son and he might say not, but I think my sanity is slightly intact. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. I think if you've managed to keep busy, I think often having too much time in your hand is, is the killer, isn't it? I mean, I love, love you not only span plates, Kate, you've chucked a new plate into the whole mix. So yeah. The jewellery the designing, where did this come from? How long has it been in the sort of planning? It was a it was a an opportunity that slid into my DMs. <laughs> How very modern! It's totally modern. Awesome. Actually, um, yeah. it, it was. Do you know what? I, it's one of those lovely moments in life where you go, "I didn't know I had it in me." And once in a while, I've noticed this in my life, my history, is that somebody comes into your world and doesn't take no for an answer. And the first instance was Telly. So this woman, I was editing Smash Hits. This woman kept phoning me and saying, um, she was from ITN. And I thought, oh, that's fancy, ITN. And uh, we went for lunch and she offered me a TV show. And I said, no, thanks, I'm a magazine journalist. <laughs> and she gave me this whole kind of business case as to why I should look at television as a chance to carry on working because she was of the, you know, she'd been proven horribly right that print was in decline. Sorry, Joe. Um, and she made a case that, that became almost undeniable. And I kept saying no to her, but she wouldn't give in. And it ended up changing my life. And I ended up presenting um, a current affairs show with, with her team, and I've never looked back. And then Amazing. 25 years later, Maxine Becker, who ran this jewelry line, slid into my DM, pretty much did the same. I was like, I'm not a jewelry designer. I like jewelry, I love to wear it. She was like, you can do this, I know you can. Um, I didn't want to be the face of a company. If I do something, I want to do it, get my, you know, get my hands dirty. So I just said, well, I don't think I've got it in me, but I'll tell you what, why don't you let me come in and spend some time with your designers and I'll see if I have, see if there's something there. And there was, and I loved it. And, you know, this old bird's got a new string to her bow. Brilliant. <laughs> Are you wearing any of it right now? I am. I've got a little tea bar. Oh, God, I thought you were going to flash me your boobs then. Obviously, <laughs> those, Joe. Yeah. That's, that's one Christmas nobody wants to tuck into. Necklace is nice as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know what? It's been brilliant. And, and it's, it's, um, it's a chance to be really creative. The feedback's been amazing. I, I've done it all in kind of baby steps. Going, well, let's see about this next phase. Let's see about that. And then 
was really pleasantly blown away by the response. And now we've expanded it out. We're making scarves and we've um, I'm collaborating. When, in lockdown, one of the things I loved was discovering kind of new small businesses, people just making it happen from their kitchen table. So we're collaborating with small businesses that I've discovered on Instagram. So we've got some limited edition t-shirts coming up. We're doing scarves, we've got some great bags in the pipeline. So we're, we're, we're just dipping our toes in the water and trying to use what little light I've got on Instagram to shine a light on others. Cause that just right. feels- you, You've got so many lives, haven't you? I'm like a cat, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I think you better. I think you've got more lives than a cat. It's incredible, actually. Well, I don't know about that. I just think I'm a single parent that needs to pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> you want to boil it down to his list. Um, and so, okay, where can everyone check all this out? Where's the best place for them to go to sort of see the collection, to see all the other collabs and stuff? Where's the uh, best place well, to head to? Um, we have our. We sell in Next, so you can find us online with Next. We sell in boutiques up and down the country, but we have our own dedicated website. Uh, which is bbbijou.com and that's b-i-b-i-b-i-j-o-u-x but that's okay. when you go to check it all out yes the whole collection's there um fill your boot fill your baskets and um yeah thank you and also and at the moment there's no shops open so it's a, it, the best place to go is the website i guess right for most people at the moment, you know if, if, if it's not sold in a supermarket it's not getting sold right unless it's online <laughs> exactly um, and then also, okay, your podcast, that's, mm. been, that's been going on all year, right? Tell people about that as well. Haven't taken a week off in two years. Wow. Um, it's been a joy. And I don't know about you guys, because when at the beginning of lockdown, we got these calls going, you know, uh, well, people aren't going to be going to gyms and working out like they're used to, and they're not going to be commuting like they used to. So expect, you know, your audience to fall off a cliff. And I was like, oh, great. Um, <laughs> And actually, we found the opposite. Our audience has doubled in lockdown. And we've just carried on making the shows and connecting people with conversation. And I think sometimes, I don't know about you, but I've certainly have, I have days where I'm up for a chat. And then there's other days where I just want to passively consume other people's conversations by way of company. Some days I just haven't got it in me to, you know, like a friend will call. And this is the first time ever in my life where I've not, some days I have days where I just think, I can't today, I can't pick up. I just, but I still want somebody's company. So I think that's where podcasts have really found their forte. Yeah. Now, what I wanted to speak, you know, like, you know, you have those amazing evenings where you get together with your friends and the first glass of wine gets poured. And where you start with a conversation and where you end is just marvellous because you can traverse so many topics. You can be meaningful, facetious, funny, sad, emotive. And I wanted to create a podcast. Disgusting. That. Yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 what I aim for it to be. And we're, we're 100 episodes in now, just on my 100th episode. Congratulations. I have no, James, I don't know how many episodes we've done. <laughs> we've lost count. Because we're, we're so erratic now, we, so, we, we sort of drop on um, episodes so unexpectedly that people just don't really know when they're coming. But yeah, we like the element of surprise. But yeah, I've lost track. Yeah, now. it's like when Beyonce dropped lemonade. It's, it's <laughs> that kind of like, wow. <laughs> Yeah. It's like that on a much higher frequency, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, lemonade drop. You were one of my first podcasts. Oh. That this, yeah, yeah, it was genuinely. Oh. And I just loved um, the um, the ease of the chat between you two because uh, you think your friendship is so tangible. And, oh. Uh, yeah. It was it's on Zoom. <laughs> I listen to every episode. Oh, thank you. We guys. love you. Do you want to do it? Do you want to play? Is it just me? <laughs> I want to play. Ask me. Ask me. Excellent. Yeah. You you know the drill, as is everyone else. So let's do this. Okay. Cool. Well, shall we start with a very timely one? Because I feel like you know it, it is that time of year, and I can sense it coming around the corner. Is it just me, Joe Elvin, Kate Thornton, who literally could not give two shits about the New Year's Day sales? Like, and I, and this is not because. The shops aren't really open. I've just never really been a New Year's sales shopper. In fact, I'm not really a big sales shopper generally. Is that who are the people? Now, I, I, you know, we love Next, Kate. We know you love Next, but who are the people who set their alarm and get there at Boxing Day to be first in the queue? Why would you do that? Why? I've, I've no idea. I've never done it in my life. I actually hate shopping. Like oh, really? I do. I love my favorite shops are bookshops. Mm. <laughs> Sit in a bookshop forever and a day. 
but I um, I have to really be in the mood. And maybe it's the age that I'm at now, but it's just like, it's like a Wim Hof experience for me now, going around the shops, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, <laughs> cold, just get me out of there. Also, going back to the book thing, I mean, the, you, what is it, the, the smell of a bookshop? It's just the smell of a bookshop, right? It's just calming. It's a bit like, it should be a scented candle. It's library-esque, for sure, but it's the promise of, of so many great stories all sitting on one shelf. For me, it's like um, it's like shopping in Narnia because you just don't know where these books are going to take you. I've still to this day cannot go to bed without reading, even if I'm absolutely, you know, nine sheets to the wind. Um, and I can't remember what I've read the night before. Uh, I'm a bookaholic. So uh, my favourite bookstore is um, this, this nuts place. Brilliant. Um, in Paris, opposite Notre Dame. It's called the Shakespeare Book Company. And it's got a real story to it, so you can go. Oh, I know and, that one. Yeah, you know that one? yeah. So it was, um, it was set up. Yeah. By, I went and interviewed it. I discovered it because I was shooting a travel show for the BBC. Um, the owner was the, this most fascinating guy, and he was great friends with Armistead Morpin. And he kind of walked through the desert and come up with this epiphany was that he was going to buy this old Arabian greengrocer's opposite Notre Dame, open it, open it as a bookstore, and anybody that was writing a book published published or not you know if it doesn't matter if you haven't got a publisher attached could go and live above the store and in exchange for working a couple of hours a week um and they could have bed and board and carry on writing and so many amazing people passed through that shop and slept on their and it was really shabby like floorboards um so i loved that shop and but also the beauty of bookshop. Um, so yeah, bookshop. But no, I'll tell you who those people are. I'll tell you who those people are on box today. Sober people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Who are they? If if any of you are those people, I, I genuinely just want to know what the motivation is. What is missing from your wardrobe or your kitchen cupboards or that, that you absolutely must get out there amongst the pack on on a day that you could be in bed in your pajamas till 11 a.m. <laughs> eating quality streets and mince pies for breakfast. What what is the motivation for it? I just I will never understand it. It's got to be genetic, right? You've got, you, you've either got that in your DNA or you have, and that's my feeling about it. It's a bit like being able to like I don't know dance or play an instrument. You can either do it or you can't. You know what I mean? I think. Don't you think it's weird? Is like every year um, the newspapers or TV news is full of the stampede to the shops on for those Christmas Boxing Day sales. And I have never in my life met anybody I know who has actually done that. So <laughs> no. who are these people? Do you think they're hired actors? Do they hired extras? I don't know. And I mean, I'm not like you, Kate. I love shopping. I love it. I like to do it online, Joe, and try it on at home. Do you like do you like like dressing rooms, changing rooms? Oh, no, 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 no. But I like having a mooch around and finding, you know, but I just don't understand that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just my job. My job is so sort of like beholden to deadlines. And at that time of year, there's double the amount of deadlines. So any any few days that I don't have to do anything or be anywhere is so precious to me that I just, I will never understand that. Do, you think, do you think that maybe playing um, devil's advocate, maybe because as three people who've never done it, maybe because we've never had the big deal of a lifetime, do you think maybe that's, if you actually have got up and done it and actually saved a shed load of cash, maybe it's the rush. It's a bit like, I don't know, gambling. You just get such a, an adrenaline rush from grabbing that almighty bargain. Well, wasn't it usually that you could go and spend your vouchers? Isn't oh, that yeah. where it kind of originated? That's how I remember it as a child. Oh yeah. But then oh. since then we've had the introduction of Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So there's these mad crazy sales that happen now before Christmas. So I don't know if it's exhausted. Has it exhausted people's appetites? They certainly won't be going out this year, that's for sure, will they? That that's the thing. There's there's just so many extra it used to be that that time of year when I was a kid was pretty much the only time that things were on sale. Yeah. But now they're on sale constantly. Yeah. <laughs> And I think yeah. we've had such a hard time this year that we're going to see so many, so much more of that. I mean, you you know better than I, Joe, um, but I think our high streets are about to change beyond recognition. Oh, I know. 
But I just kind of feel that, I don't know, it's also a year where everybody has slightly reset and thought, well, I don't need that stuff, you know. I don't I don't need as much stuff in my life. I need, so, And a lot of people are going to be really watching what they spend. So who knows what this sale period will be like. But I think it's more... What we can predict is that we can't predict because we are... We are living in unknown territory on so many levels. And so much of our, our economy thrives and survives on forecasts. And actually, how can you forecast behaviours and spending patterns when, when we are where we are? I just don't know. I can totally forecast for you that, say, by 11 o'clock on Boxing Day, I will still be in bed. <laughs> I, I, I forecast that, so will I. <laughs> I would not be anywhere near a shop. See, normally on Boxing Day, so what we do, what I found is um, that on Christmas Day, we normally have about 16 people to lunch. And then in the evenings, because everybody's kind of climbing the walls and gets a bit cabin fever, we do an open house. So we have quite big parties normally, obviously not this year. Um, so Boxing Day is like the aftermath. It's the morning after the night before. And I'm sort of picking quality streaks out of the carpet and, yes. you know, hooking antlers down from lampshades. And my mom and dad are helping and we, we turn into like a cleaning force. So normally we clean on Christmas, uh, on Boxing Day, and then eat, sleep, watch telly, maybe have, a, you know, pop over to see some friends for a few drinks. But it doesn't involve shopping. No. 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 I'm with you. Boxing Day is a day to box yourself away at home. You should not be going anywhere. Does anybody know why it's called Boxing Day? Let me Google. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just open it up instead of Google it. I was going to say, was there boxing matches traditionally? Uh, let's have a guess. Let's have a guess. Why do you think it's called Boxing Day? Uh, it's got something to do with actual boxes, I'm sure of it. Yeah, I think it's something to do with the actual sport rather than it being, I don't know, breaking down the boxes of your Christmas gifts. It's okay, well, the name comes from a time. No, no, not quite. It comes. The name comes from a time when rich people uh, used to box up gifts to give to the poor. Oh. I knew it had something to do with real boxes. Oh. And it, it, it marks the fact that Boxing Day was traditionally a day off for servants, um, and the day when they received a special Christmas box from their masters. The servants would also go home on Boxing Day, so it's like Christmas Day for the poor. God, how I know that's hilarious. How it's like they, they get get nothing on Christmas Day, maybe a lump of coal, and then yeah. on Boxing Day you get all the shit that your bosses didn't want. Exactly. After you've served them <laughs> a king's banquet, you can have the bubble and squeak and shitty bits that they didn't want. Oh no, no, no! I feel terrible. Boxing Day's got terrible sort of you know hist historical reasons behind it. We need a new name. Is that too woke of me to say that? Yeah, people are up in arms trying to rename Boxing Day because it's great to be woke. You know what? Is it being woke is it's like we have, we must remember woke is not a bad word. Just like kind and nice are not bad words. It's just being squeezed into something else this year. It's it's not yeah. a slur. You know what? It's well though, Kate. Um, woke in that context, isn't it? it? It isn't even actually a word in the English language, is it? It's just completely. It's a bit of <laughs> slang that we've adopted as a. Yeah, yeah. and what it means is that you're alive to the political climate, as I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that is very American. Yeah. yeah. But now it's become like, a it's become a slur. And yeah, I think we need right. to change that. That's great. Yeah, well, somebody being alive to other people's feelings and situations, surely that's kind of part of becoming a decent human being. Yeah, I, I, I do feel like it's got a bit of a stick to beat people with, when in fact it's just showing empathy and concern and awareness, right? And, and an element of emotional intelligence, I would argue. But look at us getting all deep. <laughs> 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 it's a uh, you know this is the yin yang of is it just me we go from boxing day sales to talking about you know the current state of wokeism but um but anyway if you are one of our lovely law readers listeners i mean and you are sat there going i love sale shopping you bunch of idiots then do email us and let us know because we do love to hear from you the uh email address as always is is it just me podcast at gmail.com Lovely. I just, I just got a feeling that the, the is it just me audience are uh, with us on that one. I'd be amazed if anyone emails to be upset that we're slagged off Boxing Day sales. Yeah, and even if you are, please don't stop listening. No. <laughs> <laughs> so again, this is kind of I think got a festive hint here, but you've got a food one, haven't you, for us this week? 
oh, well, is it just me who is deeply suspicious of people who put um, dried fruit substances in savoury dishes? I'm, I'm, I think I'm specifically thinking about raisins at the moment, um, things like raisins in salads, raisins on pizzas, you know, that sort of a thing. Yeah. I, I was reminded of this when I was, I, as James knows, I'm obsessed with my Peloton. It's my new religion. You love it, and, and my instructor, Cody, my favourite instructor, started going on about it and it really made me laugh because he just had Thanksgiving and some relative had come over with a salad full of raisins. Yeah. And um, I just, it, it really, it, it chills because it really takes me back to the time in my life when my mum, who is not a good cook, love you mum but you're not a good cook and you know it would do things like say oh yeah the recipe needed breadcrumbs but I didn't have any so I just crumbled some cornflakes on the top <laughs> and so and, do you know what I mean have you guys got any of these relatives yeah I, I hate raisins in savory food I particularly why hate do it. people do it um because I think in the 70s as I recall growing up it was the thing that and fondue just, you know, if you wanted to appear to be sort of, you know, with it, you just stuck a raisin on it. But why? I don't know, because it felt exotic, a taste of the other. You know, I was raised on really quite, like, I'm, I'm basically a product of, both my parents worked and my dad cooked in the, uh, when we came in from school. So a lot of, I, I mean, I was raised on frozen food. My mum is an amazing cook and is, uh, yeah, everything she does now is delicious and made from scratch. But that was just a product of the times. So, raisins like yeah just stick a raisin on it 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 was kind of um I mean I suppose it was the the avocado and the quinoa of the 70s true I think there was that there was that split period wasn't there where they I think people kept yeah mixing the salty and the sweet that sort of contrast when in fact I'm just not a fan of it I'm with you I mean I think they have a place you know I like a raisin obviously I'm Welsh I love a I love a Welsh cake um, well, yeah, yeah, bring it on in a Welsh cake. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Great, but yeah. not on a not not in a curry. Get out no. of my salad. Well, Go. also, I think it was the pizza because I remember when Pizza Express introduced a pizza where they actually had a sultanas on it, and I was like, "What is this lunacy?" I just bloody yeah. hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. But, uh, see, I. The I really can't stand and I've never understood and I'm suspicious of people that love it. So apologies if you are a lover of pineapple on, on pizza. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I actually am, weirdly. Yo, what's wrong with you? It's fruit. I, no, I this don't is where, know. This yeah. is where Joe and I literally are so, so contradictory because, yeah, for all that Sultana hating and savouries, we do both like pineapple on a pizza. Know, I just realise what a giant hypocrite I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and weirdly, I'm not. What so about pomegranates then in salad? I quite like those. Yes, oh, no, I, I don't like pomegranates. They're too crunchy. See, I think people are weird about pomegranates. It's a texture thing, isn't it? So I'm, I, I don't like oysters because the texture, but I think some people hate pomegranates because they're too crunchy. But my feeling is, I think it's the dried element. Like I, I quite like like melon and parma ham. I'm not averse to fruit. Mm -hmm natural state fruit and savory it's the dried element that gets me i don't know why just the dried. No, i don't know i don't love fruit in general so if you stick an orange segment in my salad i'm going to be very upset <laughs> just don't like yeah would you have cranberry with your turkey joe no you, not really you're not a fan, not a fan no. of apple sauce with your pork yes See, I'm just I'm making up the rules as I go along here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I consider you a friend, Joe, but you're full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I love that it's taken this this long for me to be found out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. I, mean, I don't think we need to say anything else on this subject, really. I I'm think just that's... like, look, it, it, I'm nothing if not my my inconsistency is my consistency. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, and do you know what? You're allowed. You're allowed. I'm not oh, going to, you know, you're not going to be cancelled for this. You're allowed to like dried fruits in certain foods, but not in all of them. Why don't we just change that to is it just me too? Is it just me that doesn't like raisins in? Yeah, say, maybe. Yeah, I think it is. It's just raisins. Raisins are, they're just, you know, they're the ginger stepchild of the in ingredients. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I think because they're very dry, aren't they? Raisins are particularly small, very dry. Like a sultana looks like it's got a bit more to it, but a raisin really looks like it's had the life sucked out of it. You know, I had to explain to my son what a raisin is, and I was like, it's a grape, you know, eat it. <laughs> so unprofessional. I know. I really helped <laughs> No, no, it's fine. Um, so I was trying to explain to my son many years ago what a grape is. Um, sorry, sorry again. I was trying to explain to my son what a raisin is. And actually it's quite symbiotic, is that if that's the right word? Because it's just it's just like an old person from the grape world. It's like eating your old. Yeah. It's dried oh, up. It's like a post-menopausal grape. It is. Oh, it's it's a real it, it's a metaphor for the aging process isn't it it's like yeah tell you what joe when i sprinkle a box of raisins into my hand i'll say well there's my friendship group in 20 years yeah <laughs> not even yeah i know who am i kidding <laughs> no this is not taking another sad turn like boxing day did it's all gonna be like oh raisins well, it's really, isn't it? you think a grape when it starts out is crunchy and yeah i mean there's just you know we have there's no place for them in society <laughs> and particularly not on the Boxing Day sales. <laughs> they should be hid away on Boxing Day. Yes. Like, what are we going to literally extinguish from the face of the earth? Sales, raisins. Yeah. Misery loves company. And so do me and Joe. Okay, you're very welcome any day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, right. Okay, then lastly, um, on this again, I don't know if this is a trend I've noticed in some of my friends, but I'm beginning to feel like, is it just me that's left on Facebook? Like, yeah, just yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just a con. Just I leave him there. Yeah, it's like literally Billy No Mates on Facebook. But it does feel like, I mean, a well, have either of you two watched The Social Dilemma? Because I haven't. Have you? Yes. Got, no, watched? I haven't. Have you, Kate? Yes. And Kate, are you still on? You're obviously still on social media, so it hasn't driven you off it. But a lot of my friends who have now removed themselves, that was kind of like the final sort of nail in the coffin for them. Really? But, yeah. <laughs> So how do, how do you feel? For me, the social dilemma. Um, I, I I didn't teach me anything possibly that I didn't know. What it did is it sort That's of the thing. It's like it all how is it news to these people? Yeah, I think what it was is the way that they explained it is it shows how they hang it all together and what they do with that data capture, and you know it really presents a strong argument. The fact that like you know you you can't. In the same way that you couldn't harvest somebody's organs without there being some sort of governance around it, we shouldn't be able to harvest people's data with this without the same level of governance. Mm. Um, and this is such a new phenomenon. And if you look at the exponential growth of technology, the you know it's it the it dwarfs, for example, the industrial revolution. I'm getting very serious here. Um, 
So it needs some governance so that it's a safe place because actually the brilliance of it is, is unending. There's so many great positives to the technology that has got us through, for example, this year, the connectivity, but it's how do we operate it safely? In the same way that you could have said before, oh, let's just stick with horses and not bother with cars because you know, in the wrong hands, they're very dangerous. Yes, but in the right mm. hands, they're pretty helpful. So that's the way I've chosen to look at it, um, yeah. mainly just like Instagram. But I, 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 my feeling is I naturally, I think, I mean, I, you know, I check in on Facebook every once in a while, but I mean, I certainly don't use it. I very rarely post on it. I, you know, it almost like it's been natural, like sort of, you know, um, it, it's got nothing to do with watching the social dilemma. But, um, but yeah, it does de definitely feel like more and more people are, are either doing, I mean, like I said, I've not done the full dramatic, I'm off Facebook, but I'm more or less, off it you know I'm, so you love people that do that the people <laughs> that go back that's it I'm, I'm gone and it's like a massive attention seeking exercise I know it's like or, what are we all supposed to go oh please don't go stay because how are we without you phone, whatsapp email how else will we stay connected yeah I know yeah my other favorite one is good luck I'm doing a call let's see if you're still here tomorrow I mean like give a shit <laughs> I know awful yeah please yeah, take please me yeah. yeah. Um, and also, what I think is interesting, though, do you know, I remember, though, like maybe a year ago when people would be off Facebook, it would almost mean the end of like their social life. Because obviously people were just constantly doing invites on Facebook. And I remember some of my friends who weren't on Facebook were genuinely not being invited to things. Everyone just assumed everyone was on Facebook. Whereas now, actually, the people that are off Facebook don't really feel that they're missing out. Whereas I think it was a much bigger deal. So I do think naturally people are using it less. I mean, don't you feel you use it less? I don't use it very much at all. I use it just to keep in touch with the family, really, because my mum's prolific on there. Um, I mean, God, the other day I was scrolling through, just making sure that everyone's all, all well and good. And my mum and her sister that then spent a minimum of an hour a day on the phone on messaging each other on Facebook, like is the phone <laughs> not enough, with, with sexy data emojis. Oh, <laughs> this is awesome. Proud of her. They love it, right? So they, she loves Facebook. I just check in to make sure that you know, everybody's fed well and, and alive in the family. I don't really post on Facebook anymore. I think I got to the point where it was too many platforms and I just have to pick a platform. And for me, Instagram, Instagram is the nicest place to play. And, and I do think that Facebook has slightly become the place in, well, certainly with my feed, where it's just sort of like aunties and nanas yelling at each other. <laughs> and I just, I just not here for it anymore. And and it it does, it has become the place where it's the technology that the old generation seemed to favour, yeah. and where they put all their, um, you know, questionable political memes and. Um, that that sort of a thing so I've, it, it's just I don't know it just feels slightly like that you know you, you got all excited to go to the party when you got there there are none of your friends there anymore or do you know what I mean it's like it's yeah. a bit like that yeah I just I mean, think it's about the time it consumes from you um something went wrong with my Instagram where I've got, I don't know I had a public page and a private Facebook page and it just automatically uploads now to my public page my page is entirely neglected and and actually I've, I've just figured as long as I can check on there and make sure everyone's okay I, I don't need to post I don't do Twitter for the same reason I find it quite um people seem to be there for a fight at the moment um and it's for me I use oh, it people are so mean on Twitter I can't bear it Joe I really I mean I feel so yeah. strongly that if I start I'll never stop and I just don't want to show myself in that way so I just figured if you treat social media like a party would you go to that party i'd definitely go to an instagram i'd i'd, I'd tuck my head in you know, on, on facebook and i wouldn't bother turning up twitter yeah yeah exactly yeah no twitter is just like you know the the town's angriest pub now where <laughs> everybody's drunk and throwing things at each other you know it's, it's like right. just You're stay so out of it yeah. Why so angry? Why so angry? We're all pissed off. Don't get me wrong. We're all frustrated, varying degrees off for sure. But I just, it, and what I hate is all these cowards that go on there and they don't even have a profile picture. Yeah. They just have a but it's also, it, 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 it
this idea has has really taken hold that opinions are either right or wrong. There's no there's no room for discussion. There's no room for nuance. There's no room for people to say something and make a mistake or yeah. learn from something they've said. It's just, you know, you're either amazing or you're a dick who should be burned at the stake. And that seems to be the two the two views on Twitter and it's made for such nasty discourse. Such a shame, isn't it? Because I think yeah. it's not representative of how we are as human beings. And, and, and that's the great shame. It's like the loudest voice gets heard and actually the loudest are off, often there just for the sake of being heard. They haven't actually got anything productive to say. And, mm. you know, there's a lot of confusion between opinion and fact. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's an epidemiologist now anyway. Oh, I know. Or a virologist. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A doctor. I yeah. know this because I've spent nine hours on this platform today and I've consumed far too much incorrect information, which I'm now going to regurgitate as fact. Oh, oh we're all very angry this week, aren't we? <laughs> no, it's not that I'm angry. I just like, I'm like, well, if that was a conversation, I'd politely excuse myself and go, I've got to go to the loo now. So, if it, if it leaves you feeling like that, you have the great ability with social media just to step away. You know, you don't yeah. have to engage. You really I do, don't. I, I do have this weird thing, though, where, I mean, I don't spend too long on Twitter, but I do still try to use it as, like, a news feed where I follow people yeah. or I follow sources that I, I find reliable. Um, but, you know, I, I do have this weird admiration for the people that are really out there on Twitter that seem to never, you know, because I, I feel for me, I just now, I'm very much, I coast under the radar on Twitter. I go in, I read, I don't, I very rarely tweet myself because of all the reasons you've just given, putting your head above that parapet, waiting for people to come and shoot you down for having the wrong opinion or, you know. So, but then I also really do admire the people that just seem to keep going at that fight every day and they just are so... You know, whether they, I agree with them or not, I kind of admire the fact they can just still get up and do it. Because I would just find it too soul destroying. Like we've all just said, it's just not a nice thing to be piled on in that way. But the people that keep on going, I mean, in a way, I kind of secretly admire them. Yeah, but it must be exhausting. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you have to hold down a, a job. I mean, that, I thought it would be a full time job to me, <laughs> just being on Twitter and not losing your yeah, mind. Imagine being peers who just gets abuse all day, every day. Okay. Yeah. Pierce, Morgan. Morgan. He loves it, yeah. He does love it, doesn't he? It's so strange. But yeah. also, he's equipped, more than equipped, actually, to go in there and 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 do this. And he's backed up with fact. And you might or not always agree with what he says, but his facts are always in in order. Uh, yeah. He's consummately a brilliant journalist, actually. Um, I like Piers on Twitter. I just never get involved. <laughs> but also, don't get involved. His feed's a bit like an episode, like, like the Christmas Day EastEnders. It's like, ah, oh, it's all kicking off here. <laughs> Get out of my pub. I can't do the accent. And it's, it's also, there's, I have a huge respect for anybody that doesn't give a top off what anybody else thinks. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, just, I wish I was that fit. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. And you and I both know Piers, Joe. James, I don't know if you do. Yeah, um, but actually, he's a really decent human being. He's a very my experiences of his have been on a personal level very, very, um, very good, very positive. Yeah, yeah. but you know, uh, we'll, we'll all get cancelled for saying that. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, probably, um, and that's probably yeah. the Going back to the, the original point, I guess. I mean, really, I guess Facebook is probably the safest because if you think about it, so Facebook is the one when you actually can control who you're friends with. But it's weird how, yeah, I'm with UK. I kind of now veer. I'm much more in, into Instagram. Um, well, you, think- you can say you can control it, but then you clearly have not had the experience of having the phone call from your mum saying, please add Auntie Vicky, who was your ba- babysitter when you were five. She's most upset that you, have, you know, and so you end up with this oh. uncurated, emotionally blackmail curated feed. So. Yeah. But it, I would have thought, Joe, that you would have loved a bit of Facebook because of the connection to, to home. That I do love I do love it for that reason. Yeah. Um, it's also the 
the reason why a lot of the time you're looking at it through your fingers, sort of like, oh my god, Dad, did you really just say that? So you know, yeah, I love my dad. He forgets it's called social media, media, where you know it's out there. It's not just in your head anymore, Dad. You put it on a public screen. It's a press release. It's a press release. Every time you hit press release. The only reason I'm still on Facebook to the degree I am is because my mum is on there for all the reasons you've all said. It's about family. But, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg must be shitting himself because if we're basically saying the average age of a Facebook user is 70 plus, <laughs> I mean, that's not good for their advertising, is it? Yeah, but that's why he bought WhatsApp and Instagram. Yeah, true. Because the thing is, you can't force behaviours like that. Right? There's no way my son wants to hang out on my platform in the same way that, you know, his kids won't hang out on whichever platform he's using when... They get to this age so we all find our own spaces and places um and so i think it's just i think that's just normal human behaviors you're right i think Kate. i think it's it's the people that manage to have a, a profile on everything i mean i just don't know how they do I, i'm with you i think you need to almost choose your, your your one and focus your energy on that the people that basically manage to like have instagram facebook t- i mean tiktok and then you get me started reels i don't what's a reel i don't even sound old a real yet I feel oh. like I'm really letting myself... Oh, that's the first time I've heard of that. Reels? Have you not done a reel that's yet? What's Reels? Oh, well, exactly. Well, it just keeps coming up on Instagram, right? I think it's, it's, oh. it's an editing tool on, on Instagram where you can do, like, quite... Yeah, amazing. it's Instagram's TikTok, I think. Yeah. Just to stop you doing TikTok. Yeah, that's why... Me and TikTok. You and I were going to spend all year on TikTok, weren't we? It's got so much time to make all this. But I do love a TikTok. And my son's on TikTok. So I don't, I don't know how to use it. No. I can't. Do you know what, actually, I mean, depending on how you curate who you follow, you learn a lot on TikTok. It's I actually it. a lot of great education. I'll tell you who's really good on it, Joe. Um, is Mylene, Mylene Class. Oh, really? See, the thing is, I'm so hopeless at TikTok, I don't even know how to find people on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can't your daughter help? No, I, honestly, I'm so bad, and my daughter it refuses to help. She says, I, I can't try and teach you this again. So yeah. What about your husband? Oh god, no, he's even he's a social media ghost. He's even more clueless. Is he? Does he just lurk? Is he even on there? No, he's he doesn't have any accounts, but he just he he lurks onto mine and every now and again I get an email saying, Why did you say that about me? You know, so <laughs> but he doesn't actually post himself. Yeah. Yeah, he just needs to stay with you know, James, I was in the same class as Joe's husband at journalism school. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh my god! So people know right. Who's Joe's deputy? Oh my god! Um. Yeah. Well, so as this is technically, well, I think it's going to be our first. Uh, it's either our last episode of the year, our first episode of the new year. So, whenever oh I ask, do either of you have any uh, resolutions for twenty twenty one? Yeah. Bother with no. them. What's the point? We don't even know what's going to happen. <laughs> How can you make a plan for your behaviour next year when you don't know what next year even looks like? I've never done resolutions. I hate the idea at the shittest month of the year trying to deny yourself things or withhold. It's like, it's the worst month ever. Eat the cake, drink the wine, don't care. I'll see you in a month. And there's five weeks of it. (laughs) Yes, Joe. Yeah. Five long, sorry weeks. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think the resolutions for everyone this January is do everything and anything to get yourself through it. Don't deprive yourself because I think this is going to be a January unlike it ever. And I think if ever people, you know, just needed to just eat, drink, do whatever you need to don't deprive yourself because I think it's going to be tough. Uh, but we're all in it together. And like you said, Kate, drink the wine, eat the cake. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I really do. You know, I really do think that, I mean, even on a normal year, I think January is a tough month for people. They always feel this pressure to reset, restart, re-promise themselves you know, they're going to go and climb Everest or something. You don't have to do any of that. You really don't. Um, and just find whatever's, you know, this, this January is going to be really tough. I don't, you know, we're speaking to each other. We could all walk to each other's homes and we're not allowed to. Um, yeah, it's crazy. In January, I think it's going to be really, really hard. So whatever gets you through, do it. Exactly. Wow. That's Kate, Kate Thornton's alternative Christmas message, everybody. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, the alternative Christmas message. Don't give anything up. 
find your joy where you can. Don't break the law. Apart from that, go and fill your boots. Except don't yeah. do them in the same in the in your cells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't All get right, it. Get for Boxing Day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you, Kate, for joining us. Um, and for brightening us up on this slightly miserable Monday. It's so lovely to see your face and your love jumper and your necklace. <laughs> and yeah, um, oh, I love it. It's great to see you. And um, listen, let's hope that, that this, you know, the sun's going to break through these dreary old clouds sometime soon. And we will meet again in the words of the Queen. We shall, absolutely. Virulent. yeah. Thank you, Kate. And here's to a very happy 2021 for you and for everyone as well. To you guys and everyone listening. Um, loads of love. Stay safe, wash your hands, all that stuff. <laughs> yep. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much, Kate. Take Bye. care, guys. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.